Sorry, I forgot it was Meatless Wednesday. <laughs> you got something against Meatless Wednesday? I think you can do it any day of the week. You're still doing it, right? We're losing! Teamwork, guys. More teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast, here's Arden Caleb. Between the Stammers for Wednesday, January 22nd, it's the All-Star break. The Canucks are first in the Pacific Division. The trade deadline is fast approaching. Are the Canucks buyers, sellers, or neither? Ryan Kessler wants into the Ring of Honor. Should he be in? And who would win in a fight? Gandalf or Harry Potter? Where should we start, Kirby? Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm just kidding. We don't have to talk about that. That's fine. You can talk about it. <laughs> I got absolutely dummied in a in a poll of who'd win in a fight between Harry Potter and Gandalf. Apparently, there's a lot more love for Gandalf out there than there is for Harry Potter. But I don't think it's love for my boy Harry. I don't think it's love for Gandalf. I'm a, I'm it's a just, fan of him. It's just you know being realistic on who would actually win in a fight. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Gandalf could take Voldemort. That's all I'm saying. I don't. I don't know if he could either. Right. But. This is not what we're talking about. That's not that's not the argument. That's my that's my straw man argument. Anyways, let's get to some hockey here. <laughs> it's the All-Star break. The Canucks are first in the Pacific Division. Who could have seen this? I'm mind you, they're very very happy about. Mind it. you, they're 2 points out of 5th. Mind well. you, they are 2 points out of 5th, but they also have some games in hand, right? True. Them and Edmonton have have games in hand on Calgary, Vegas, and Arizona. So if they win these next couple games too, like that distance hopefully will just continue to grow. Vegas uh, was in Boston on, uh, I guess, Tuesday night. So last night before we recorded this podcast, and Boston did the Canucks a huge solid there by winning that game. Absolutely. They were even trailing in that game 2 1 or 1 nothing, I think, and then 2 1. And then they scored with like Less than seven minutes to go in regulation, so that was huge for the Canucks. Thank you, Ve- uh, thank you, Boston, which is rare. It's not too often that uh, we think Boston. They even had Halak in net, right? Like that's a big win for them, and that's a big win for fans of the of the Canucks to just get a little separation on that Vegas team. Because again, I still think that's the scariest team in the Pacific Division. Here we are going into the All Star break. The Canucks, uh, you know, they have sole place of first in. The division right now due to games played right yeah one point up on the oilers yeah so where are the canucks do we do you think the canucks as the deadline is approaching here are the canucks buyers sellers what can they do at this point well i think their hands are tied a little bit um financially just because of like they've spent up to the cap and i mean they're gonna have to make a big move if they're gonna make a move and you don't really want to mess around too, too much with the chemistry and the makeup of this team, I think. so. Oh, chemistry. That's something to think about, I guess. As of right now, I mean, what what can you do? You know, like, and, and who do you get rid of in order to acquire a big piece? Because if they do, it's got to be a big move. It can't be a little chintzy move on the side, I don't think. Really. Um, I think they could really use another defense. Yeah, team. health is still the, the biggest uh, concern for this team, especially on the back end, right? But to make that happen, like I said, you got to shift out. You got to ship out something major to be able to afford anything that will make somewhat of an impact back there. The good news, Art, 
Brogan Rafferty is playing very well down in Utica. Mm-hmm. Ole Ulevi has seemed to find his groove in the last 12 games as well. He's almost a point-a-game guy right now. So, I mean, if there is something that affects that back end, at least you can have a little bit of comfort in the fact that these guys down in Utica are really performing. And even on, on the offensive side, I mean, like Justin Bailey and Cole Lynn, Justin Bailey's had like hat, tri- hat tricks in like three or four games. And Cole Lynn's just been feeding him the puck. So there are some nice things. Like Utica is dominating yeah. right now. Which we expected. Which we expected, but I don't think any of us expected it to this degree. Like they are, they are playing exceptional hockey down there. So that's always a positive, right? To, to be a team like the Canucks the way they are now and first in their division and to also have a really, really healthy um, performing farm system, like we haven't seen that. I like when have we ever seen that? It, it doesn't seem like it's it's ever really happened. So, um, it's it's super reassuring and, and and a real positive step moving forward for this club. Interesting, though, that um, you know we talked about these last two games at home in our last podcast uh, against Arizona and San Jose, and we said these are huge games for this team. And every game right now feels like it's it's just massive. But you know we're seeing a lot of performance. Not only from our top line, but also that line of Horvat, uh, Louis Erickson, and Tanner Pearson has really come alive and is and is getting stuff done. All right, before I get into my little soliloquy here about the Canucks and where they're at, I just want to say I want to apologize. First, say thank you to Caleb for buying these spicy chicken burgers from Burger King. You guys, got to eat, right, Art? Uh, apologize for eating it while doing this podcast, but here we are during lunchtime having to do it. Even on Meatless Wednesday, I'm eating this. Okay, uh, Canucks. I've been on, I don't say on the proverbial fence for this team, but I've said it since Yeah, you have since training camp. I've said this team is just going to fall short of making the playoffs. Am I going to stay with that prediction? Yes, because I have to. You know, when you start... When you, when you start hot with a prediction like that, I think you got to keep with it. And I'm going to stick with it. But what is the ego? I will say That's an this. ego thing. Is it? Yeah. You can't say, hey, man, maybe I may have goofed here. Maybe this is a playoff team. Well, I still believe that this team's one injury away from going into a big hole. Just on the back end. That's the way. That's what's happened. Yeah, but you can say that almost about almost every team. We were talking to... Yeah, but especially this team. We're talking to Kurt Levins, who works in this building. He's a writer for the Edmonton Journal. He covers the Oilers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he said the exact same thing about the Oilers. He said, if Clefbaum goes down, they're done, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we were like, if Edler goes down, we kind of feel like this team is in a bit of trouble. Yeah, too. but we're also talking about a couple of guys who are prone to going down. I understand that. Quite often. But, like, I mean, even he said that we're a playoff team. And at the beginning of the season... He said we were going to be down in the bottom, like bottom feeding with the 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 gutter fish of the NHL this year. Well, we knew so he's, that was cha- wrong. He's changed his tune, right? Mm-hmm. He lost the ego. That's all I'm saying. Well, Art Aronson's still kind of like, ah, well, I got to go with it because I said it. But, you know, this team is performing in a way, especially against the Sharks, who, again, aren't world beaters this season. Mm-hmm. But that last game they played before the All-Star break, they dominated. Mm-hmm. The Sharks had one shift where they looked – you know, like semi-scary and had a bit of possession. And other than that, the Canucks just had them on the ropes the entire game. What can't be 
ignored here is how bad the Pacific Division is at the bottom, right? I don't th- – well, the Pacific Division at the bottom – I mean, you're feeding, you, you're feeding off – you can feed off the Oilers – or sorry, the, uh, the Kings and the Ducks at this point, and maybe even the Sharks. I don't know. We're like at that point. But here's the thing about that that I don't agree with. I think the other teams are so competitive with each other. That's why this division has kind of the fewest points, is everybody's battling. Right? I think this division is 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 better than a lot of people expected it to be. I don't think anybody expected to be the Canucks expected the Canucks to be this good. I don't think anybody expected Arizona to be this good. I don't think anybody expected um the uh what's it called? The Oilers. other team, the Oilers, to be the this Flames? good. Yeah, the Oilers. Well, people thought people had high expectations for the Flames, and people had high expectations for Vegas and San Jose. San Jose, the wheels have completely fallen off the bus, mm-hmm. mostly because of Doug Wilson and his offseason moves. Yeah, but there's right? three teams right there that we know aren't going to make the playoffs at this point. How many other divisions were there? There are three teams were like, nope, none of them are making the playoffs. I think you can say that about um, the Atlantic division right yeah. now. Absolutely. I think the Atlantic division is less competitive than than the Pacific. The Metropolitan and Central are meat grinders, right? But Atlantic and Pacific, I think the Atlantic division, there's more separation there, even more so than than the Pacific, right? Mm -hmm. Like Detroit's the worst team in the league. That's right. Right? Okay, I'm just... I'm just saying. And Toronto is we're, in trouble. We can, we can right look now. at three teams. We can look at three teams in the Pacific Division and be like, no, they're already out of the playoffs. There's, you can't say that for as many divisions in that many divisions in the NHL. Eh, I don't agree with you. Uh, look at the it. Numbers open show. it the numbers show. Open it up. The numbers show. Open it up. Go to NHL.com and open it the up. The numbers show. The numbers show. I think this team has way more. I mean, this division has way more parity in it than any other division. Every team is close. You think that the Ducks and the Kings are close? Well, not the Ducks and the Kings, but the teams that are fighting are all close within each other. There's three teams at the bottom of the conference in our division. I know, but what I'm saying is look at the Atlantic as well. And you're looking at it right now with wild cards and everything. Just chop it up. <clears throat> Stop. Tell me what to do, Curry. No, well, now you're in conference. Go to division. All right. Uh, the point that I'm trying to make is... Um, yes, this division looks tough there at the top with those teams, but they're also feeding off of those other teams on the end of the division, right? The lower half of the division. Yeah, but I don't necessarily agree with that. All right. That's fair. You can disagree with it all you want, but uh, the points why shows that, right? Well, it shows those other teams are struggling, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're feeding off of them. Because still, to the... To that same point, like those... our division only our division has three teams that are out of it. Okay, whereas well, every at, other te- other at, division no, has look at the Atlantic right now. Look at the Atlantic right now: Buffalo, Montreal, Ottawa, and Detroit. They're all out of it. That's worse than the Pacific, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but those like San Jose hasn't even hit fifty points yet. At least those teams have hit fifty points. Yeah, well, not right? all of them. Yeah. Detroit has hit 50 points? No, no. Buffalo and Montreal have. Yeah. Call, yeah. Uh, Ottawa hasn't. Yeah. So there's two teams. Two teams you can say are definitively out of it. Three teams in the Pacific Division. Ah, you can say I, I think you're, I think you think our division's weaker than it is. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised, Art, really, if we see three teams come out of the Central and five teams come out of 
out of the Pacific. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. All right. I think the competition in our division is is very high. Okay. You know, well, it'll probably be, probably be the split, but you know, like when you look at the West as a whole, even in this, even in the uh, Central, like there's so many teams within just a few points of each other. Now Winnipeg and Chicago are tied. The Central's a meat grinder. There's no doubt right? about that. Yeah. But to say that they're more of a meat grinder than what we're doing in the Pacific, I think, is kind of unfair to the Pacific because the Pacific has been tough. It's been very tough. Yeah, but they have three teams, and you're going to play but those teams But it doesn't matter because all these teams are playing each other. That's what I'm saying. And I get that. But if the Canucks are going to make the playoffs, it could be in a wild card spot, and it's going to matter. It could be a wild card spot. Yeah, it yeah. could very well be a wild card spot. It, but so I that's going to matter, The right? only team that looks like they're not going to make a wild card spot in this entire uh, Western division is the St. Louis Blues. You have tons of other teams that are just within two points of each other that could be anywhere from wild card to missing the playoffs to second in their division. That's how crazy the West no, is. No, I'm just saying if the Canucks are, like, feeding off some of these teams in the lower part of their division and they have to go against uh, – they're up against a uh, – Well, how many times do you think these teams are playing each other this year? It's not as much as it used to be. The division? Yeah. Yeah, they play each other quite a bit, right? Four times and we're at The Edmonton games for the Canucks are already done on the season. Yeah. You know? Like, I think we play Calgary, what, once more? Twice more? No, I'm just saying the Canucks are benefiting off a shitty bottom half of their division if they are challenging for a wild card spot. It's, in the, it's right I there. I don't know. I don't know. If you look at the <laughs> matchups that are already done, I don't know if I agree with you. <laughs> it's right there. Oh. It's in the numbers. Right there. Where? We've already, we've already gone through Point it. it out. Look at this. Look at the Central Division. Look how tough it is. If the Canucks are in competition. You're just saying that, though, because the expectations of those teams to be good are higher. They still have teams that they're feasting on as well. It's it's Any division does that. They all play each other the same way. Yeah. And then they cross-play each but other. But Minnesota, and Nashville, and Chicago are not They're not playing each wins. other five times a year anymore. They're not easy wins, They're right? not playing each other five times a year anymore. Okay. They're playing each other twice, three times all max. All I'm saying is if, if it comes down to the Canucks have their final couple of games against L.A. and, and, uh, and Anaheim, and you're looking at they're like trying to go against a team like Winnipeg or something they've for already, that wild card spot. But Winnipeg's going to be going but against if you look like at the schedule. They Chicago. don't. The schedule doesn't line up that way. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if it happens, it could happen at the end of the season when they have a stretch of games, and they will have a stretch of games against those teams. No, they Whereas, don't. The LA games are done. The LA games are over. The only other team that they play one more time is Anaheim. In in that bottom feeder uh, area that you say. So what say you to that, Mr. Burger in the Mouth? Yeah, I took a big bite. <laughs> but I, I get what you're trying to say. And as they've well. already benefited from playing those games, right? Yeah, I guess. Right? Because those points in October matter as much as in April. Yeah, but did you yeah. think that those teams were as bad in October? Did everybody know? Did, I the think shark, did everybody know that the Sharks were going to be as bad as they were? Right? Well, it doesn't matter about what they know, what they were. Well, I kind of think it's a little bit of expectation, too. Game you get up for when they were so good the year before, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, we clearly don't see 100% eye-to-eye on yeah. this, which is fine. You know, well, I still respect you. I'm just saying, Kurt Levin said it as well. He I said know. the Pacific Division's pretty weak with those teams down there at the bottom. 
not that good this year. I I think that it's one of the toughest divisions in hockey right now as far as to get into the playoffs is concerned. And I think the Pacific is going to surprise a lot of people. I mean, like, look at look at the teams that some of these Pacific teams have beaten, right? Look at the Canucks and who they've beaten already this year. Mm-hmm. There's so many teams eking it out for points. That's why it's so close, and that's healthy. That means the league is healthy. But the Canucks have had a nice run here at home against some of those teams, and that's why they, they have the point structure where they are right now. Okay. Right? I think that's fact. I think it's I think you're discounting their their wins a little bit. But I I can see why you're defending it because you still want to be that guy who's right when the Canucks just barely miss the playoff. Whereas <laughs> okay. I'm the guy who's cheering them on <laughs> ego, to win. Ego. Yeah. yeah, ego. No. Come on. Yeah, I think what, that's what it boils down what, to. I think what, it boils down to the Art Aronson ego of being like at the end of the season looking at me and going, Curb, I was right. No. I'm going to be like, no, you're wrong. I've already told you. I'm... You're wrong, and, and you're going to continue to be. Wait, you're, the you're, Canucks, you I think, hope the you, Canucks, you think I hope, I hope they don't make the playoffs? I hope they're listening to this podcast right now, and they go out of their way to prove your smug ass wrong. You're trying to tell me, <laughs> you're trying to tell me that you think, that I think, that I want to be so right that I'd rather see you miss the playoffs and make the playoffs. Yeah, I think you're that demented inside. I you, think you're that heartless and demented inside that you would rather be right than see this team succeed. You need to check yourself. <laughs> you need to check yourself. Anyway, the Canucks could use another defenseman. Maybe it's Brogan Rafferty. Maybe it's Ole Uelvi. I don't know. Um... But I think they could use another defenseman, a top four defenseman here, if they ha- if they really want to make the playoffs. Ten years ago, Art Aronson was nicknamed the sports prophet because mm-hmm. he was good at betting and stuff like that. And every year, when he ever gets a pick right, you can just see his head just expand a little bigger. <laughs> We're at a point now where we can barely fit it into the studio. When did this become? When did this, become, needs, did this podcast he, become about my? Ego? I think he needs to be corrected this year. So I mean, I'm very, I'm, I'm cheering the Canucks on to win. I hope they do it. Art, uh, of course, I'm cheering for the Canucks to make the playoffs. I watch every game just like you, <laughs> cheering them on. No, no, no. I'm watching those games, thinking, oh, you know what? If they lose, though, there's that caveat. It's, I was right. It's <laughs> haphazard cheering. It's half-assed. <laughs> I look at it, and he's like, yeah, and he comes to give me a five, and then he gives me a soft five. And every time he fives my hand, I feel a little bit of, like, him pulling back, being like, oh, my prediction could be wrong. I'm offended. My prediction could be wrong. That's, like, the meanest thing anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. haphazard cheering for I'm, the Canucks. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It might be the meanest thing you've ever said I'm to me. I'm sorry. And you've I'm said sorry. a lot of mean things to I'm me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Art cheers for the Canucks. Not haphazardly. Not haphazardly. Okay. Ryan Kessler. He was on Vancouver Terrestrial Radio. Cool. And they asked him, you know, does he want to be part of this team's legacy or does he want to be a forgotten cat? Pretty much. I'm paraphrasing there a little bit. And uh, he got a little choked up and was like, of course I want to be a part of this team's legacy. I would love to be in the Ring of Honor. His son was born here. His sons that he doesn't know about were born here as well. 
Oh. <laughs> okay. All right, that was mean. That was mean. Uh, does he deserve to be in the Ring of Honor, Caleb Kirby? I think 100%. I, I don't think, like, that team's identity, like that ass-kicking 2011, 2009 to 2011 team, a big part of their identity was Ryan Kessler. Yep. A big part of their power play was Ryan Kessler. Yep. Clutch moments in series and to even get them into the playoffs were on the back of Ryan Kessler. So to me, it's a no-brainer. I don't think it's a no-brainer. He uh, had a couple of good seasons. One of them was during that run to the Stanley Cup final. He forced his way out of here. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't very nice to the media. He wasn't a very nice person. The poor media. Those poor guys with their microphones he, asking He uh, wrecked the dressing room I there. I feel really bad for them. Well, you should. He wrecked the dressing room. How, That's how, why he had to be moved out. Right? Well, he wanted out. He wanted out because he saw where the team was going and he didn't want a part of it. He wanted to win a Stanley Cup. That's that's a guy who wants to win before his career is over. Yeah. Right? So he made a move that he thought would benefit him. And I don't blame him for it. Well, what about all the other stuff that he did in the locker room I, that might have been... Uh, I don't blame him for it because after that 20, 2012 series against the LA Kings, I was like, this team is going to have to blow itself up, and they didn't. And, I, like, I hold mean... On second, I, hold on a second. Hold on a second. The lunch lady is at reception. Thank you. Does she have any vegan stuff? As a fan, when they, you know, I like the writing was on the wall as a fan to me. I'm like, they got to blow this team up. Imagine if you're that perceptive to watch that and see it as a fan. What do you think they're thinking in the dressing room? He knew change had to happen. He knew he had to get out of there if he wanted a chance at winning. The team was stale. If you want to quote John Tortorella in 2013, the team was fragile, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think there's an issue with a player wanting to move on from that. Yeah, there's that, but there's also all the bad energy that uh, was going on in that locker room. Right? Yeah, but you weren't in that locker room. This is hearsay. He's on. He's he's with Kevin Bieksa now on a, on a podcast. They had a great friendship. He had great friendships with a lot of people in that yeah. room. And I don't think this Ryan Kessler was this negative center of energy that sucked everybody else in. I don't think that's the case. A lot of people think I, it is. Though. Yeah, I know. but I, So that's part think, of the reason well, why he, a lot of people think he shouldn't be in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, but I think that's more reported by media than anything else. Really? I mean, that's all we can go on here at this point, I guess. Uh, you're giving your opinion on why he should be in, and I'm giving you an opinion on why some people don't think he should if be it's, in. If it's based on what he did for this franchise on the ice, mm -hmm. absolutely. You really? Know? You think so? 100%. Okay. In the Ring of Honor? Are the numbers... Alex Burroughs is in the Ring of Honor. Yeah. Look at Kirk, Kirk McLean's in the Ring of Honor based on a, on, on a cup run. No, he had a pretty long career in Vancouver. Based on a cup run, though, is the reason why. If he just had a career and he didn't go to Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final and that team didn't completely win over the public on that magical run, but you also one of have, the most liked teams of yeah, all time, but you also have do you to, think Kirk McClain would be in the Ring of yeah, Honor but without you also, that cup run? Yeah, but you also... No way. Of course, of course, of course it helps. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying it's more than just about what you do on the ice. It's why... It's it's why uh, Trevor Linden is regarded as the greatest Canuck what, of all time. Uh, Ryan Kessler didn't go to Canuck Place. 
and do charity work? Not, not like Alex Burroughs, not like the Sedins, not like Kirk McLean, who's been a part of this community I think, for I, a long time. I think this time. guy's getting a bad rap, and people are forgetting about the things that he not only did on the ice, but off the ice as well. Right. And he was a beloved teammate, and, you know, the way he left, he regrets it. He said that in that interview as well. Mm-hmm. He's like, I regret the way I left here, you know? Yeah. Which is fine. Pavel Bure left here in a in a just as bad of a way. Of course. Right? Yeah. He's up in the rafters. Yeah, but he's a little different, though, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he's way higher goal scorer, way higher points totals, and generational player on almost every team he played on. But Ryan Kessler, when he was here, he won a Selkie, right? Yeah. He was – he scored over 40 goals one year, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. He was instrumental. He single-handedly took down the Nashville Predators in 2011. Why wouldn't you put this guy in your ring? Yeah. Who else can you say that about? That's all I'm saying. Like, to me, it's just, it's asinine that people won't at least look at hockey like a business, which it is. Players move on, right? You're not going to honor the guy for what he did when he's here? Like, grow up. Grow up. Caleb Curry. Right, How many we'll people that'll be that'll be, that'll be real, that'll be interesting. That'll really be interesting to see uh, what happens with this guy and what they plan to do with his jersey and how long it'll take. And time heals all wounds. I think that guy yeah. will be up there, hundred yeah. percent. Up, up with his buddy Alex Burrows. Up with his buddy Alex Burrows. Up with Edler when Edler eventually gets up there after he winds his career down. Right. Yeah. Like you have to honor every single piece of that team that made that team that special, in my opinion. Kessler not being up in that ring of honor without Burrows. Uh, Hank and Danny in the rafters, right? Luongo. Like, it's a glaring om- omission, in my opinion. A glaring omission? Yes. I don't know if I'd cry about it, to be honest with you. I get what you're saying, though, as well. It's a glaring omission. A glaring omission. All right. I wouldn't, I, you know what? I'm, I'm on the fence about it. Of course you are. <laughs> uh,. Anything else you want to talk about? This is what Can happens when Art gets a little meat on his dad on Wednesday. He becomes a little spunky. Well, it's supposed to be meatless Wednesday, but I've I've gone against that. Only three weeks in. I'm moving it to Thursday. It's a slippery slope. How disappointed of you are you how disappointed of you are you of yourself? Pretty disappointed, but spicy chicken was pretty good. Say. You got two in there, bud. Oh, I already dummied both of them. Did you? Yeah. Oh, what a stud. What do I look like? A guy couldn't dumb me a spicy chicken? Do you want my honest opinion? Yes. What, we, what else are we doing nah, here? you look fine. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> oh, hey, Boitano. Brian Boitano oh, just coming in to grab something. A chair. Oh, a chair. Go sports. Good. Yeah. He's a, a real champion of Between the Stammers in our other podcast. We'll, we'll get you on this podcast shortly to talk about sports, Brian. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, okay. The, uh, anything else you want to talk about, Canucks? That's about all I had. Oh, I mean, we're going, I to, thought, the, we're going I to, oh, by the way, I got uh, firsthand uh, information. My buddy, uh, he was, he's, uh, he's vacationing in Mexico. And I don't know the exact spot, but he ran into, uh, Jake Furtanen. Oh, nice. Uh, Erica Branson as well there. Oh, yeah. Goody. Uh, Ben Hutton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Sagan. They're, those guys all hanging out. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That is kind of cool. Yeah. Jake um, he deserves a holiday, hey? The Jake Furtanen does deserve a holiday. Yeah. Give him two. Give him, give him give two. Him, give him a holiday. Um, by the way, 
I do want to talk about something that I thought was interesting just yesterday. There was uh, Dan Riccio of Sportsnet 650 said he would take Ryan Nugent Hopkins over Bo Horvat. Cabo San Lucas. Do you agree with that? No, he's an idiot. Yeah. I like, I don't even think it's close. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, when, when I see that guy play, I think he can pot. He can pot a few. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's his 200-foot game? Not really. Not really. Not really. Right? Good in the face-off circle? No. Not really. Yeah. Right? Is the level of compete, as his level of compete, as high as Bo's? You know? No. Game in, game out? Absolutely not. No. You know? Maybe skill, like high-end skill. Nuge probably has Bo there. Yeah. Just on an ability to jar a goal. Yeah. But, like, why... I think Bo's been incredible. And yeah, I don't, I I don't see where he's pl- getting that. Where is he getting that I don't at know. All? I don't yeah. know. But I love the play of that line as of late, man. Like that Louis, Tanner, and Bo line. And I think we have to basically concede at this point that Louis being on that line has made those guys nope. a nope. little bit better. I won't and do they, it. I won't and, do they, it. <laughs> and they have made Louis better. You can see he's got... He's got some jam to his game, man. And it's not just going for empty netters, even though he is crushing going for empty netters as of late. He's Hall of Fame empty netter right now. Put him in the ring of honor. Hall of Fame empty net. Do you think that's sustainable, though, for that second line? Do you think that second line is going to be able to continue to do it? Because essentially, like, Pearson's almost a point-of-game guy right now. I know. He's on a pretty darn good run. I think he's on pace for, like, 63 points or something. Like, like a career year for yeah. Tanner Pearson. Yeah. Uh, is it sustainable? Great question. No, it's not sustainable. Uh, I think, uh, I think, and I think it'll be all right because there's going to be nights when the first line, you know, pots a few and they won't. And it's, it's going to be fine. But I think, I think what is sustainable is that they can be a contributing, you know, a threat. They can continue to be a threat for the rest of the season. What do you think of Vertanen on this top line? I think you can move him up and down. You can like, move him up and down? Yeah, I, I, I don't, not only he's a fixture there, did but you, you see, can move him up did, and down. Did you see that pass to JT Miller for his goal against the Sharks? It was really nice. Like that sauce over Burns? Like that was flat puck sauced on the tape, and all Miller had to do is just let it go. Yeah, I was, couldn't believe that pass. It's almost as nice as Louis Erickson's pass. Uh, to Tanner Pearson, to Tanner the Pearson for the empty netter. Yeah, the one that we've seen in slow-mo so much. Yeah, <laughs> set to, like, epic music in the background. I think that video that was going around, uh, I think it was Vanessa Jang who who originally put it to music. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Canucks Twitter, man. When they're on, they're on, right? Yeah, they're 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 having some fun right now. Yeah, and why wouldn't you be? I mean, your team's in a playoff spot. Yeah. I'm going to get a little heat this year on my uh, shotgun Jake, my lack of shotgun Jake participation. Well, um, I even I even said something to you the other night. Yeah, even though Art thinks, what did you say it was? Immature or something along those lines? Yeah. <laughs> Unsustainable. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so I've, I, will, I will do a shotgun Jake if Jake hits 20. That'll be my first shotgun Jake of the season. I haven't done a single one yet because of the fact that I'm unable to watch these games at my house, and I don't want to drink and drive when, you know, hearing I'm shotgunning beers. I'm hearing a lot of excuses here. Guys. Well, it's just it's just it's fact, right? <laughs> I mean, you can't be doing that. No, you can't.
Uh, and we have full, you have our full support. Canucks Twitter has, you have our full support in that. Thank you so much, Eric. That, uh, that means a lot. You will from get you. you will get back on the shotgun J train at twenty, at 20. which you will get. He's going to get over twenty. Yeah. Do you think that's a safe bet? You're a gambling man. Yeah, I would bet. I People would bet have on called it. you the sports profit profit before. People were right. Would you bet on it? <laughs> uh, would I bet on Jake for Tanning getting twenty goals? Yeah, I would. Yeah, and I'd feel pretty confident in it actually. Yeah, yeah, especially if he's playing on the top line. I mean, he's going to be up and down, I think, on the third to the top line. Um, Canucks have three lines right now that are attack, 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 which is pretty impressive. We talked about Schaller struggling a little bit last week. The solution was to get Sutter on that side. That's what Travis Green went with. What did you see from that fourth line? Did you see a little more jam from them in the last two games? Yeah, I think um, Mott especially brings some speed to that line, and that's... That that that's what it needs desperately, and with Shal like yeah, Schaller can come out of the lineup as well. So having Sutter in there as well gives him a little more jam. I uh, I think it's really nice right now. I think Schaller should be out of the lineup. Yeah, I mean I, I look at this right now, and um, like Sutter to me was pretty much instantly noticeable when he came back, and he was in his own end. He was much better in his own end. He was pretty tenacious going after pucks, penalty kills. He looked great. Um, that's his spot to have. That's that's his spot to lose right now. And I, the way he's playing, he's not going to lose it probably unless he gets hurt, which everybody knows is a common occurrence for Brandon Sutter. An, an unfortunate common occurrence for Brandon Sutter because he's a better player than I think a lot of people give him credit for. It sucks, man, having those guys who are injured going in and out of the lineup. Like this Michael Ferland thing has been a bit of a disaster this season, and it's no fault of his own. Right. And now we were talking about this last year with Sven Barchi. We were wondering if he was ever going to play hockey again. Now we're asking that question this year with a guy like Michael Furlan. And I think the answer is no. It could be. You can't count on him. It's it sucks. Right. Especially to to be the type of player that that they went out and, um, you know, expected him to be. And they made a mistake in doing that. Well, I mean, it shouldn't invest in a player who has. It's a roll of the dice. Yeah, they probably paid him too much. I think. I think that's pretty apparent. Yeah. You know, and, and when you had expectations of him, him to be in your top six, and he's not even playing, yeah. which is which sucks. You know, it's too bad. But yeah. you know what? Other guys are stepping up right now at this Big point. Time. That's huge. Big time. Yeah. And I mean, how many years? How many other teams can say that they've had, you know, basically a rookie of the year? in contention for three straight seasons. Guys like Quinn, Quinn Hughes, Pedersen last year, Besser the year before. It seems like like Canucks have been so lucky in a way too as well to hit on all these all these draft picks. Oh, yeah. The way that Hughes fell into our lap is insane, really, when you go back and look at it. Like, that's crazy. And this this Kale McCarr-Quinn Hughes race, this this sideshow that's kind of going on this season is just so fun to watch. It's uh, hats off to Sarah Sivian for the tweet of uh... – the tweet of the week saying that Kale McCarr versus Quinn Hughes is ours is our uh, Tuba- Tupac versus Biggie Smalls of our generation. You think that's the tweet of the week? It's the tweet of the week, I think. All right, we'll crown it the tweet of the week. I loved it. It's good. You don't think it is? That's fine. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of chatter right now. I, on I, I personally like that Louis Erickson tweet a little bit better cued to the music. Yeah, it's good. That pass. Whew. 
but you know. But I'm just I'm just saying it, it, it's there's there's, there's a lot of it's chatter. A, it's become a fight. It's become a yeah. fight between fans. There's there's a lot of chatter and 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 it's it's a bigger tweet than just inside the Vancouver Canucks like Twitter universe, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's it, gone, go, it reaches it's beyond that. And you know what? This is a sure sign of the Canucks becoming relevant. Yeah. Right. Other fans disparaging on our great players. Yeah. Like, like it's been a very long time since anything like that has happened. It almost feels like we have a playoff team here, Art. I'm on the fence about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm enjoying the ride, though. I keep saying that. What are your expectations? Canucks have a a kind of a tough stretch of games coming up here where they're going to go on an eastern road swing. It's funny enough, it kind of starts in San Jose and then they fly all the way to New York to play the Islanders. And then they're going to play, like, Carolina and Boston and, I think, Minnesota before it's done. Yeah. What, like, what do you expect from a road trip like that? What What are you hoping to see out of a road trip well, like that? Well, it's, it's going to be tough because you come out of the All-Star break and then you have to go on this really tough road trip. Well, you have St. Louis first. They have that one game on the 27th yeah. against St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. Right? Which, who knows what's going to happen. But it is at home. It's, uh, it's gonna, it's, yeah, it's... And then a five-game roadie. Like, this is, it's gonna be tough. Like, you're gonna have to get points here, and you have to, because, and you know what? I think it's gonna be all right, because the Canucks are, you know, it's so, like, the whole team knows where they are in that stand, when they look at the standing. There is no room to breathe. Like, there's no letdown for this team. You cannot let down. Um, So if they go three and two on this roadie, are you okay with that? Yes. Okay. I'm just, I'm I'm just asking. Yes. Two and three, you okay with that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I am okay with that. Okay. I think just keep your head above water at this point. And that's what it's going to come down to. I'm sticking with that prediction. You kind of Canucks keep their head see? above water. This it's going to come down about. to the very You should see end. the ego swelling out of his head right now. Yes, that's what it is, <laughs> ego. Uh, all right. Anyway, All-Star game, All-Star weekend. Yeah, what's your expectations for the All-Star game? Nothing. I have no expectations. You have none? None. Zero. Zero. I'm not fastest even going to watch skater? it. Fastest who, skater? Who's going to be in fastest skater? Who cares? I, it's it's interesting, though, like, because... Who cares, he says. I don't care. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Honestly? <laughs> yeah. It sucks. It sucks that I don't care. Because I used to care. Like, I was talking about you, like, I... I used to like watch the player entrances and be like, "Yeah, like you know, who Pavel Bure, whatever." You want to know my prediction? What is it for MVP of the All Star Weekend? Who cares? The guy who wins the car. I'm going with Anthony Duclair. Well, Anthony Duclair being at the All Star game is. I'm going with Anthony Duclair. He's my pick. He's my pick to uh, to be the All Star MVP. Why? Why? Yeah. I just got a gut feeling. You feel it in your bones? Yeah, I feel it in my bones. Well, he's always wrong, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> and and I mean, sure hardest, hardest shot, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to pick Shea Weber. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Fastest skater, I'm also going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, uh, not too many people have heard this guy. I'm going to go to the name of uh, Connor McDavid, I think, is probably going to win fastest skater. Right. Do you think Quinn Hughes will be in that event? No. What event do you think Quinn Hughes is going to be in? I think he's gonna be in the uh, the relay, the relay thing. Yeah, yeah. You think he'll win the relay? And he might be in the. Uh... Oh no! I think it... Petey will probably be in the. Uh... Be in the accuracy, right? I don't even know how it works anymore. 
You see, that's that's, well, that's right, another. That's they, another. It they used still, to be simple. It they used to still be have the relay. It used to be so they simple. They also have the accuracy, so you're yeah. doing fine. They have the yeah. hardest shot. Okay, that's good. Right? Yeah. And then they have the breakaway challenge, where it's kind of like the dunk up, where they got to come up with something cool. So is it that's just the, the relay one that's think, changed? It's just the relay. That's, that's the changed. one I think Petey's going to be in. Okay. I think he's going to be in the Deacon contest. Thank you for getting me to talk about this. Yeah. Like I really don't care about it, but here you are. Do they already have? Do they already have posted who's going to be in these events? Because they do, will sound really stupid. I don't think. So I don't think they have. No, maybe that'll come out soon, though. Yeah, I um, no, I couldn't give a shit last. Did you hear some of the comments and and some of like the backlash about them announcing like the the U.S. and Canadian women's teams being involved in this event? They were a little bit involved last year, but they're going to have their own game on Friday. And there are some people out there who kind of got up in arms about it. Why? That's what I'm saying. I don't understand it. Well, I think we talked about it on this podcast before about how there is no professional team for, for no women. No professional league. Yeah, no professional league. Yeah. And I said that it's up to the NHL to 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 pitch in. I've said that. Yeah. Like you want to grow your game, like let's uh, let's let's grow the women's game and it's 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 on the NHL to to help promote. So this is a way to do it. So what's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean this is a this is a this is an event that's for sponsors. This is an event for families. Like this is this is a perfect way to do it. So they're playing on Friday, and then we have the skills competition on Saturday, yeah. which are is going to tape, but probably not watch live. Yeah. Right? And then Sunday is the day where Anthony Duclair is going to shine and be the uh, All Star Game MVP. If John Scott could do it, why not him? True. Right. True. John Scott though is like. There was a real push behind that, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just think the Senators could use a little love right now. They always seem like they're forgotten Canadian team. They have Shabbat. And That's they've good. been playing they've been playing some exciting hockey. Yeah. They're not always on they the winning end, but they're players. they're a little fun to watch. They got Kachak, they got Shabbat. They got some good players there. I think they're all right. Okay. Thank you for that ten minutes of all star game nonsense. I don't even think it was ten minutes. Okay. Was it not ten minutes? No, okay. it's probably like five tops. Um Connor McDavid was unsurprisingly the number one choice. He's my the pick best to win the fastest game. skater, by the way. Oh, we heard that. Thank <laughs> you. The Athletics NHL player poll released on Monday. The race for second provided a little more intrigue. Of the 392 current players surveyed, 63% of respondents voted for McDavid. 17% of the vote. Second place went to Colorado Avalanche Center. Nathan, Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon, who is... I can't read this. Did you type it yourself? No, Probably I didn't. riddled with spelling errors. No, I cut and copied. <laughs> I cut and pasted it, but it's like all weird. Anyways, number two was McKinnon. Number three was Crosby. And then four was... Uh... Patty Kane? No. Patty Kane didn't even make the list? He's... I think he's top five, though. Yeah. Kucherov. Kucherov. What? Yeah. Patty Kane should be up there, right? Most... Uh, what points in the over the last decade? Yeah, yeah. I, I it's, it's weird, man. Sometimes I still don't think that guy gets his due. Although he just got his one thousandth <clears> point. <throat> Although what I will say is that the NHL had like best goal of the decade, and they gave it to Patty Kane's Stanley Cup winning goal against the Philadelphia Flyers. And I'm like, that's not the best goal of the decade. 
He shoots it from like a weird angle, and they win the cup. Like I understand the uh, that was best goal of the decade. No, this is, but here's the thing: is like I understand the importance of that goal. Yeah, but you have guys scoring with like lacrosse goals. You have McDavid like going going like full speed, putting it between his legs and scoring. Like, give the best goal to the one that is like the most ridiculous goal we've seen. Right? I mean, you could even have... Wood this year with that one hander flip thing he did. Like that goal blew my mind. You could have the most significant goal, right? Then you could have the best goal. Yeah, yeah. I just think they got it wrong. Like, uh, and, and I mean, it is the NHL, and they tend to do that every so often, get things wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed when I saw that today. I was just like, "Come on, man!" Like, the significance of it is important, but. Let's show off this league's flash. There's a lot of sizzle in this league, especially, like, over the last few years. You can see it. The guys are, you know, getting some swagger, showing off a bit more, and I think it's really helping grow the game. The Vegas edition really helped as well, getting teams interested and and their immediate success helped, right? And, uh, like, I'd like to continue with that momentum. So when I see stuff like this, which is, like, this day in history, Patrick Kane scored an average goal to clinch the Stanley Cup back in 2010. This is the goal of the decade. It's like, no, dude, show something flashy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I agree with that. Give us some personality here. Yeah, there's way more flashy goals for sure. Get some cheese whiz up in this piznizzle, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember when that goal went in and nobody even knew it was in. Right? Like Jim Houston was doing the play-by-play. No one knew. The best, and he's like, where is it? Oh, it's in. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost the same as, remember, Kevin BX's goal against the Sharks. Although, full credit to John Shorthouse for knowing that was a goal. A lot of people didn't actually know. Yeah. Right? He's like, off the stanchion. What? No, it's in the net. People didn't know. Um, okay. We've been asked by a loyal listener. Shane in Cumberland asks us, the Houston Astros... Okay, this is not hockey, but it's maybe the biggest story in sports right now. The Houston Astros 2017 championship title. Should it be stripped in light of the cheating scandal? And if you don't know about the cheating scandal, well, there was an investigation by Major League Baseball into the Astros allegedly using technology and then... In turn, the banging of garbage cans to steal signs. You see Gritty do that the other night? No, I didn't see Gritty. Gritty was, <laughs> had a garbage can with a Houston Astros logo on it, and he was making fun of the whole thing in Philly. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, funny stealing uh, jokes that have come from this. Like, Derek Jeter was one vote out of being unanimous into the, voted into the uh, Hall of Fame. Some idiot didn't vote him in. Like Boston. Yeah, some, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> some idiot didn't vote him in. And he was some, from Boston. There was, I saw, I saw a, a joke about it saying, who, who stole that other vote? Was it the Houston Astros? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, and now, we don't know if it's true. Major League Baseball, which I have a sneaky suspicion, was ready to let this one die. Oh, they want to sweep this under the rug as fast as they yeah, can. Yeah, the buzzer, the, like, there's there's allegations of buzzers, the Astros hitters using buzzers underneath their... Jerseys. Under their jerseys, which is, like, insane. Like, absolutely insane. And I'm all for, like, stealing signals and doing, you know, those 
gray area things to get yeah. an edge, right? So, so, I'm all for that, so but this is, this is out of control. Basically, every time, going back to the garbage can thing, if, you, if you're not aware of this story, basically, they were being, during the game, at home, they had surveillance, right? And they are looking at signs from the catcher, and every time the catcher was signal, signaling a change-up, there was a guy in the back of the change room who would bash on a garbage can loud enough to let the hitter know to wait on the pitch before he'd hit it, right? Mm-hmm. They have proof of this. Like, this happened. And the Astros got in some pretty big trouble for it. A lot of their management got fired or had to step down or all that sort of stuff. The latest allegation is that not only did they have the garbage can, they had buzzers under their shirts that would basically, like, buzz on their body to let them know that that pitch was coming. That is unconfirmed. And there's some massive like well, rumors major, major and stories league, major going league baseball said they looked into it yeah. and said there was no there yeah. was no evidence. But also <laughs> like some pretty interesting stories coming out today that major league baseball basically exonerated all the players from this. So none of the players will ever be in trouble for cheating if they've already admitted publicly that they did it. I mean, if they've already admitted, admitted to the MLB privately that they've did it, mm-hmm. that they've done it, right? Mm-hmm. So all the play, all the players are basically clear, and, and and part of that I think is the reason is because the MLB Players Association and the MLB aren't on the best of terms, and in so basically exonerating these players privately, it's kind of an olive olive branch to the MLBPA, right? Okay, and, and it means that basically like. They just want this issue over and done with. They don't want anybody else digging any deeper to see if this buzzer thing was true or not, mm-hmm. which a lot of hearsay out there says it is. Then there's been people fake tweeting under, like, troll accounts that it is, which have been been busted as well. So as of right now, it's still hearsay, but it's crazy news. Yeah, it is crazy news. Right? And I, I think it's so specific that it's probably, there's probably some merit to it, well, right? Where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. But I just think that the fact that it's so, like, it, you know, if it was just, oh, they were cheating in another way. Yeah. But to specific, specifically say there were buzzers. So where's this going? It leads me to believe that it's where, true. Where's this going? Is this, is this the question to ask of should these guys be stripped of their championship yeah. title? Yeah, what do you think? That's tough. I'm interested to see what Justin Verlander thinks of this. Yeah. Mr. I'm all pissed off that the balls are juiced. Here's his whole, there's his championship That's a great team. point, right? Man. I never right? even thought of that. Right? Remember how much of a stink he made about that? Oh, he was whining and, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And here, here, what about these, what about his own team cheating so he could win his championship title? I never even thought of that. Yeah, the the Astro players have been pretty mum on this, as they should be. Yeah, but well, uh, MLB probably doesn't want him saying anything either. Absolutely. Um, I don't see Justin Verlander tweeting out about this right now. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I never even thought of that. But you're you're right. Do I think that they should be stripped of their title? No, I think this should just be acknowledged, just like anything else. You made a point the other day, and at the time I kind of like brushed it aside. I was like, Nah, that's bullshit. But I. I <laughs> I'm starting to come around on it because my ego can handle that. Oh, I can admit God. when I'm wrong. Here we go. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you said, you know, like if this is going to happen and these guys just get their title and it goes down in history, why can't guys like Bonds be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Right? Like for what he has. People know the stories. As long as the stories are told of what they did during that era, it wasn't just Bonds who was on 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 the nope. juice, right? 
it's probably not just the Astros who are stealing signs right now with technology. Yep. Why don't people just admit that this stuff is going on? It's synonymous with the game now. And 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 it's easy to do in that game. It's the easiest game to do it in. Yeah. Right? Um, why don't people just admit that this stuff is going on and will continue letting the Astros be champions and guys like Bonds can make the Hall of Fame? And you know what, Art? I agree with that. I think you're right there. It's interesting, though, because I like kind of told myself that over the last few days thinking about this whole Astros scandal and where it's going to stand in history. Because, I mean, this team, this this sport has just been riddled with cheating. That's that's what it's known for now. Like all these kids, yeah. you know, and long droughts and cheating. That's what this team's known yeah. for at this point. So let's just all make it part of the game. And you can't tell the history of the sport without these things. So even like the juiced balls, like... For sure the balls were juiced. Yeah. Like, as soon as they introduced that different ball, people started knocking them out of the park. It's not the same. Oh, yeah. Because they want ratings. They want people to hit homers. And I, right? and, I, and, I and I laugh how, like, Major League Baseball and teams are saying, you know, oh, it's it's advanced stats. It's the launch angle that's, yeah. making, that's, that's making there to be another, like, 150 home runs a year. Exit velocity. <laughs> now that we have this exit velocity stat, we can really track this down. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, and I'm, I've been a firm, like, pretty staunch against the no side in letting Bonds and letting Clemens into the Hall of Fame. But after another scandal like this, I'm just like, fuck it, man. Just it's admit, part of the game. Just admit you're all cheaters. Yeah, just admit it's part of the game. Everybody's cheating. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I agree now. Uh, are the still, like, the staunch baseball old school people, um, they're going to still pretend well, like they, it's not part yeah, of the game. Yeah, because they think their game still has integrity. They're yeah. like, oh, the integrity of this yeah, game. Yeah. It's like, dude, it hasn't been around since Pete Rose. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah fair. Yeah, well, but, but while, while we're talking about that, does Pete Rose deserve to get in the Hall of Fame? Throw him in there. Why not? Throw him in there. <laughs> He'll never go in, though, by the way. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I will say that. Well, dude, when you can't even get guys like Fred McGriff in there. Yeah. You know, like. Well, I mean, Pete Rose is, he's arguably the best hitter in the history yeah. of the game. <laughs> so exactly. that's why. The, the, yeah. But I mean, like, even now with, like, just the wit, they're stupid Hall of Fame voting. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's just got to change. It's ridiculous. It's so dumb. It's the worst. Yeah. You know what? I kind of feel like they don't change it because it gets so much talk every year. I know. And they really, if you look at baseball, outside of the World Series, does anybody ever talk about this sport? And when they do, it's because of cheating. It's because of this. It's because of the Hall of Fame that's ridiculous. Well, next year, it'll be because the Braves are going to be on an absolute rip. Ew. Gross. (laughs) Uh, okay, uh, Super Bowl matchup. Yeah. The 49ers versus San Francisco 49ers back in the Super Bowl along with the Kansas City Chiefs. Art Erickson's having a Super Bowl party, by the way. Yeah. I'm excited. Are you? Are you coming? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll show up. I heard there's going to be vegan chili, though. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> in that one. Hey, I got... Because uh, my... it's not Meatless Sunday, Art. It's Meatless Thursday. No, there's going to be some people who... Um, are interested in uh, not eating meat. We all know that those vegans are really into hard-hitting <laughs> smash-mouth football. Hey, it's a it's a select guest list. Not a lot of people are coming, so I don't know if we should be broadcasting that. But um, so I just thought I'd uh, make everybody happy. You want to give our audience a chance to uh, go to Art Aaron's Super Bowl party? <laughs> it's gonna be a doozy. Um, We're gonna. It's gonna be vegan chili, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm taking a beating in this podcast. Uh, Super Bowl matchup. Who do you like? 49ers uh, or the uh, Chiefs? Kansas I like Kansas. the 49ers, but I'm going for the Chiefs. I'm cheering the Chiefs on. Because of Andy Reid. Really? Yeah, man. Andy Reid is a Super Bowl, dude. He's just, like, he's been, he's a great coach, and he's a player's coach, and they love him, like, and he's always been just such a good guy, and I just, I, I want to see him be in that pantheon of great NFL coaches, and it's very hard to get there if you don't have a Super Bowl to your name. So I hope Kansas City wins, but my gut is telling me it's going to be the 49ers. The Kansas City Chiefs, one-and-a-half-point favorite. Which I found a little surprising, actually. I find that surprising, too. It's a classic offense versus defense. Yeah. Uh, and I think the 49ers' run game is what's going to win it for them. I don't I don't think anybody can stop that run game right now. Although, I, they did a decent job against uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Titans, the Chiefs did. But uh, I think with an, I think Kyle Shanahan, too. That guy knows how to... He knows how to scheme. So who are you going for? Who am I going? I'm, I don't. I don't have a dog in this race, and okay. I and I really don't want to have one. Let me change your perspective. Okay. Art Aronson, known Patriot fanatic. Yeah. That's why I'm. That's why I'm could having a Patriots imagine, party this year. Could you imagine if Jimmy Garoppolo, oh, yeah. former backup for the Patriots, wins a Super Bowl the year that the Patriots get knocked out, yeah. and there's more buzz and rumor about who's going to replace Brady once he's gone and this guy goes and he wins the big game for the 49ers. You know that trade and I read a very good article this week by Ben Volan who I usually don't like. I call him Trollin Volan. Uh but he was talking about how that trade worked out for both teams. And I'm okay with that. The Patriots won two Super Bowls after that trade. So you see Jimmy put a ring on this year and lift up the Super Bowl trophy. You're not going to feel it at all being like we could have still had this guy. No. No, because no? the Patriots got two Super Bowls after that trade was made. What about when Richard Sherman puts that ring on if okay. they win? I like Richard Sherman. You like Richard Sherman? I yeah. Interesting. And now that he's no longer with the Seattle <laughs> Seahawks, I like him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm on. I, but again, no. I don't care. I don't care who wins this championship. There's a reason why I don't care. And I don't want to care. Because I'm usually in a hole, like huddled up. Not wanting to talk to anybody during the Super Bowl because the Patriots have been in the Super Bowl the last four years. This would have been five years in a row the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. So the Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl, and I can have a Super Bowl party. Yay. Okay. So, that's, so as, as long as the vegan chili's good, you're good. Yeah, the vegan chili's going to be good. You're going to be surprised how good it is. Okay. Yeah. You're going to like it. All right. So, okay, Caleb Kirby thinks the 49ers are going to win, but he's going to cheer for the Chiefs, so it's win-win either way. Now who has an ego? Look at that. No, I mean, I'll be disappointed if the 49ers win. Oh, okay. I, I'd rather see the Chiefs win. But I think the 49ers are going to get it done because defense wins championships. True. It's the old adage. It's the old adage. And it's usually true. All right, uh, last thing we want to talk about. Tom Brady. Oh, Lots God. of talk here. This has started as a Canucks podcast. We get into baseball, then the Super Bowl, which makes sense. It's the biggest sporting event of the season. Then we're talking about Tom Brady. It's over, Art. It's over. <laughs> Tom Brady's the biggest thing. Go to any sports network right now. They're In talking. Boston. No, no, no. Not just Boston. Anywhere. ESPN, okay. Fox News, all, all Fox Sports, everything. All right, let's Where, hurry this up. I got to get to a meeting. Okay, Tom Brady, is he going to play elsewhere? Is he not going to be in New England next year? Gut feeling. Um, if New England wants to oust him, he's not going to retire. I think he'll still play because he feels like he can still play. And who's not going to take a flyer out on the GOAT? 
right? Yeah. So you didn't answer my question. Is he going to be on the Patriots Will next year? Will he be on the Patriots next year? I think so. Year? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. You feel better now? I, I do feel better. Okay. That's it. That's all I wanted to hear. Okay. Yeah. Yay. And, I, and I've, I've also, I'm going to go on record saying this. I will ignore the NFL if Tom Brady plays for another team next year. Caleb Kirby, where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> At Kirbman23 <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, you can find Between the Stammers on Twitter at Between the S. Please, questions, concerns, comments. You can find me at Art Aronson. And you can also email us, right? Yeah, Between the Stammers at gmail.com. Have you checked that email address? Yeah, lately? I have actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, I just checked it last week. Um, anything in there? Nothing uh, like a critics? note. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. I mean, if we get absolutely blasted, yeah, I'll probably read that too. We yeah. haven't been blasted yet, though. I'm kind you know, of surprised. This we thought we didn't We're have. We're due a, for a blasting. We are. We haven't had. Uh, we, we didn't have a lot to talk about, but we somehow managed to get through this podcast. Uh, next week's going to be even tougher. Because what are we going to do? Talk about the All Star game that I care so much about? Yeah. Well, and we'll have the Monday game against St. Louis. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah, we'll have the Monday game. We'll be fine. Okay. That's good. We're good. Don't worry about it. All right. Thanks uh, to all you loyal listeners. All five of you. <laughs>